Hello, and welcome to episode number five of Just Shillin'. I am one of your hosts, Sean Hoffman, and across the table from me is Mr. Andy Bell. How are you doing? Five golden rings. I'm good, thank you, buddy. How are you? I thought you were going to keep going. I'm good. I'm, gr- I'm really good. No complaints. Excellent. Good, good, good. So, yeah, no, I'm well over here as well. Um, coming to the end of the dreary month of February, I can see light at the end of the tunnel. I think I said to you guys, sorry, I think I said to you last week, I've all, I've, we've booked a holiday, so there's something to look forward to. And then uh, one thing I didn't tell you last week, um, which I'd completely forgotten about, was go, we're going to the theatre this weekend. So we're going to take in some culture this weekend with Lucy, which I think is is actually going to do us a favour because obviously there's been a lot going on um, with with family and, and with work in recent weeks. So it's going to take us our minds off that and take in a little bit of culture, um, which will make Lucy very, very happy. And it just so happens to be um, the theatre needs uh, just so happens to be close to one of the largest um, fantasy uh, and comic and pop culture stores in the UK which I know you've been to, Forbidden Planet. It's not yes. too far away from Forbidden Planet. So it just it's very, very fortuitous that we might actually pop in there as well. So high five all round. It's going to be a good weekend. So looking forward to it. It's almost like you planned it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not that clever. I'm not that clever. But no, we're all we're all we're all good, mate. And it's, um, you know, the 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 the, the buds have started um, budding. On my on my apple trees, which suggests that it's getting a little bit warmer, and we're approaching spring in the UK. Um, the 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 family situation that I talked about um, last week uh, is getting a little bit easier. We know we're in for the long haul, but there seems to be a plan. And uh, coming out the other end of the of the reorganisation at work, so um, yeah, it feels it's, it's been a tough couple of months, mate. But um, I'm optimistic. There's uh, like I said, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So life is good. Nice. Nice. It's awesome to hear. Um, you'll be happy to hear that we've booked a holiday as well. Kind of a bit un, a bit unexpected. But, um, <laughs> um, it's funny it comes up because it was actually a thing that we we won at like a like a like a blind charity auction a couple like a year two years ago like a local uh charity event thing and we we actually won a trip to mexico and so nice. we're like we should probably we should probably like do that before they don't honor it anymore so we're we're doing that in a couple weeks or i don't know i don't even know what it is i'm not the one booking it but i know i'm going i'm gonna show up and, and be there uh, so that's cool. We're excited about that. It'd be nice to get out of the snow and get some, get some warm weather. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Enjoy, oh, enjoy that. that. Sounds awesome. Yeah, make the most of it, especially if it's free. That's fantastic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, li- so, uh, so little of everything in life is. So uh, yeah, make the most of it, my friend. I will try my best <laughs> to remember the details of this vacation. I will try. And do not take the cats this time. No, no cats. They they can stay. They can stay here. Um, they will stay here. They will be well looked after by probably the neighbors and their their lovely cats, and they get they get some good bonding time. 
Right. I think I think there's only a couple other things that I have going on. I've I've also had a. I don't know if. If I mean I don't know if it will how well it translate, but I've also had all of my Girl Scout cookie orders delivered from all the people that I order them from, and uh, consuming all of those has been fantastic. Um, or biscuits. I don't know. I was going to. Uh, that's them. what I was going to slip into because you've had it in the in the show notes for the last two weeks, and I keep forgetting to ask you what that's about. So I'm glad you explained. All I keep seeing is cookies. It's like yes, please. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I you know like I I always feel like I I'm always afraid that like I'm not going to get offered like somebody's not going to have like their kid in Girl Scouts and. And I'm not going to get the link or I'm not going to see him at the grocery store outside selling them. So I'm like, whenever I get one from somebody, I'm like, oh, I better, I better order it now. Cause you never know. Like I, this may yeah. be the only time, but then I order them. And then another one comes in and I was like, well, these are the, these are the East coast bakers and they have slightly different offerings. So I need to order from them as well. And then you'll get a third link from like a family member. And it's like, well, I got to order some from them. Like, Next thing you know, you have 45 boxes of cookies that aren't going to eat themselves. So you got to just, oh, no. you got to eat them. So that's been a big what part of my do? life. <laughs> yeah. You just got to, just got to eat them, I guess. Um, and then I'll, and then the only other thing I have going on, and then this is kind of a, more of a, 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 a PR thing is uh, for no purpose. Uh, I've been doing some upgrades to Sean bot on blue, blue sky. Um, he's going to be, a lot more, a lot more intelligent now. Uh, hopefully, instead of just kind of pushing some of our our favorite pod friends and things like that, it's going to start uh, pushing some things like new Star Wars content, whether that's books, comics, TV shows, um, and other cool, interesting articles. So hopefully, it'll become. I, I the reason I built it was mainly for me, um, so I could have like a source of information that's just kind of predictable. A, a place to go and so I'm trying to flesh that out a little bit and so it's uh more enjoyable for other people so yeah he i think he, i he, think he, it's enjoyable and very helpful for an awful lot of people mate because in in this little experimentation that you've been doing you've actually become quite a valuable service to an awful lot of our friends as well and um you know as well as i well i hope you know that they appreciate what you guys what you do for them um because um it's pretty mind-blowing when when you when you when you have an idea and the and the cogs start turning in your brain it's quite pretty amazing what you what you can achieve uh which benefits everyone which is fantastic thanks buddy i appreciate that that's all i got that's all i'm doing that's all i got over here so i've got a couple of corrections so week, it's our, it's our, it's our week, week five and the second week of corrections. And I think this is going to be an ongoing, an ongoing theme going forward. So first of all, I made a comment around editing being equally as important as, um, as a, as a key component of the filmmaking process. And I completely, completely, um, misnamed, uh, of course, the 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 our great lord george lucas his 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 first wife and of course it was marsha lucas that helped um edit uh, a new hope to make it the amazing amazingly grounded and um fantastical storytelling that it was 
was very much down to her editing skills. And I think I called her Melinda or so, which I think was actually Harrison's Ford's wife at some point as well. Anyway, point being, I got her name wrong and I've corrected that. Uh, secondly, when I talked about um, War of the Worlds and when we were talking about theme parks and my one of my favorite uh, experiences was an experience in London, which was very much focused on the 1800s, but based on the soundtrack released in the 70s. And it was Jeff Wayne, not Jeff Love. Jeff Love is a composer um, like Jeff Wayne, but Jeff Wayne is a funky composer, not a traditional composer like Jeff Love. So that's that. And then lastly, in episode zero, when I talked about, when we talked about um, anthology type of TV shows that really fired us up and made, and we were quite inspired by, I mentioned a TV series on Prime called Tales of the Loop, and it was inspired by, I believed at the time, a French artist whose name I couldn't remember. And luckily, our friend Craig jumped in, parachuted like a like a like a true trooper, uh, and saved me. And it's actually a Swedish artist, not a French artist. A uh, gentleman called, and I'm going to completely butcher this, Simon Stellenhag. So, if anyone knows the work of Simon Stellenhag. Again, we talked about picturesque and rolling fields um, in, should we say, um, uh, Central America, sorry, uh, uh, in, in the south somewhere, and um, uh, uh, mixed with a little bit of um, high-tech or, or, or steampunk tank. That's based on that particular artist. I got it wrong. And thank you, Craig, for putting me right there. Already talked to you about going to see going to the theatre at the weekend. I forgot to say, we're actually going to see The Mousetrap. And The Mousetrap is a very famous Agatha Christie play that's never been released on media in any kind of way because the point being, it's been the, I think it's the most long, it's the longest play that's been, um, it's been in the West End since the West End existed. So, so it's, it's, it's the, it's the most longest running play uh, of this uh, Agatha Christie um, um, murder mystery. Um, never ever found its way to the TV. Never ever found its way to the silver screen in any any kind of way, because the idea being is it's it only the 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 um, the viewers or the 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 people that go and see the play know the final outcome and who did it. And um, it's been going for seventy eighty years now, and uh, uh, it, it's a treat for Lucy to get us over the um, should we say the some of the difficult stuff that we've been going on during uh during the the early months of the year um two other things have happened this week for me um i had about maybe one to two hours notice and i joined the our friends over at the scruffy looking podcasters this week uh on sunday because um our friend kev couldn't make it and so i got a very quick uh, uh call from uh, our friend chris said do you fancy joining tonight so um it was great to join those guys and they've been extremely complimentary as to what we're doing here um they'll learn don't worry that we're completely making it up as we go along but it was really nice to hear from them and spend some time with them and really really just and because i hadn't planned for it either it felt like really quite natural to just join in their shtick rather than try in any way to contribute to it so i really enjoyed it um and then lastly um obviously all of us in in our little friendship group got together on saturday evening as well uh, and we had a bit of a hangout on discord which i found 
uh, amazing, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Uh, it was lovely speaking and seeing and seeing people that I hadn't spoken or seen since since um, uh, properly since celebration in uh, in in 2023. And it was lovely just catching up with them, and it felt 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 quite natural. It felt as if it only been yesterday since I last spoke to them. So that was really really nice, and that's kind of been um, been my been my week. Um, what we're watching at the moment, uh, it's been really, really, and I'll, I'll, I'll flip this back to you in a second. Uh, what I've been watching um, hasn't really changed much from, oh, no, crikey. No, no, not even going there at the moment. News. Well, I don't know. Which way do you want to do it? Do we have a plan? Let's just keep, or we do not have a let's plan. Let's just roll with what we're watching and stuff, and then we can, okay. uh, we can save our watching. big one for what, the end. Yeah, yeah, what, what we're watching, what we're watching. Okay, so uh, for all mankind, it's, it's been a really quiet week for me this week. Um uh, I've been trying to play catch up an awful lot of work that I missed over the last couple, the previous couple of weeks because of everything that's been going on. Um, carrying on with uh, For All Mankind, nearly finished season three, but still on season three. So I haven't made much progress, but we're approaching the end now. Not as good as seasons one and two, I have to say. And that's because it's now gone a little bit more fantastical. So it's gone beyond the kind of history as we knew it or the perverse skew on history as we knew it towards the travel beyond the moon and more future tech, albeit it's still being in the nineties and the, and the two thousands. Um, but so I, I've, I'm missing a little bit of that whole, that skewed history approach to the whole thing. Still a really, really good story. Um, um, greatly acted and, uh, looking forward to putting this thing to, to bed. Um, had a night, to, had a night to myself, um, last night, I think it was, um, simply because there's so much stuff going on and Lucy is, as well as myself trying to catch up on a few things. So I actually had the TV to myself last night. Uh, had a little bit of nostalgia um, and I watched The Thing uh, with Kurt Russell. Hadn't seen that for absolutely years and I thoroughly enjoyed it. What was interesting, what was really, really interesting was how timeless the whole thing is uh, and what a classic it is. And I thoroughly enjoys it, enjoyed it. But what made me laugh the most was the the canned foley in the whole thing. I, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've ever noticed it. Bearing in mind the soundtrack is amazing and it's really, really deep and dark and foreboding. Bearing in mind that the effects at the time were really quite revolutionary um, and, 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 and fantastic and quite frankly, stomach churning some of it. Um, but the foley in the background. So for example, when, when when a window pane is smashed, is smashed, or when a revolver is fired, it's it's, it's straight out of the fifties and sixties, and and that that I found for the first time ever from ha- having not watched it for quite a few years, I found that quite bizarre, but also quite funny as well. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed that, and the reason why I'm watching it is I didn't realise there's a prequel to the thing called the thing. Um, it's actually it's not called anything else but the thing, and it's a prequel to the um. The, th- the thing um and it's based on the story of the norwegian outpost out outpost that originally found the the wrecked the wrecked um um flying saucer from a hundred that had been buried in ice for a hundred thousand years and i didn't know it existed and it, it's only it's not that old it's only about 10 15 years old so i was looking forward to, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that but at the same time want to catch up on that first so that's 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 essentially what i'm watching still catching up as a family collectively on scrubs and of course in the background while i'm cooking uh battlestar galactica reboot um 
three three last things i promise you the first being was that um uh there are three pods this week that i thought were fantastic the first being um that geek pop uh shout out to Catherine neen um in that she had a really really good uh a really great actually um uh pod this week um where she describes with her fret with her buddy matt they talk about really good translations from the written from the written page from novels to the silver screen um and they they go into quite a lot of depth especially around some of the the, the novels and the narrative that that that, that either of them or both of them enjoy matt in matt's in matt's area he's he, he likes an awful lot of his kubrick and, and a lot of a lot of awful lot of his um uh oh, i'm trying to think come on um stephen king Stephen King, and in the meantime, obviously, um, uh, Catherine likes an awful lot of her um, her, cl- her classics, and it's a really, really good conversation. By the way, and, I'll, and if she listens, I hope she does listen. I'm calling out now. We had the idea first, in that we're looking at this at this moment in time to look at comics, games, sorry, comics, games, and novels, and look and 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 having a discussion around the. Um, the uh, 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 their translation to silver screen, but I do concede you guys did a really good job, so we'll cut out novels from that idea, um, which probably would save us an awful lot of waffling anyway. Because as we all know, I don't read that much anyway. So no, but I really do recommend it. All joking aside, I really do recommend it because it's a really really good listen. Uh, also, this this week as well was Star Wars spelt out. So Star Wars spelt out. Uh, so Josh had our friend Buddy Hawes on 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 that pod. And that was delightful because you could tell that, I mean, Hawes is Hawes and God, you get him on a podcast and he just slips in. It's, it's like, it's like a pair. He's like, it's like he's wearing a, uh, he slips into a pod and, to, and into a narrative and a conversation like a pair of well-worn slippers. I mean, it's, um, it's really slick. Um, and they go into an awful lot of collecting, um, um, and, and, and their background around collecting and where they are at the moment. And Josh is obviously on the, on the bandwagon to um uh try and complete the original vintage run including the uh the final 17 the final 12 the final i I can't remember anyway point being is that um it's a really really good listen and another shout out to star wars spelt out is that um josh has recently uh set up a youtube channel as well so an awful lot of this stuff these experiences but not not only the pod itself but also the, the stuff he's buying in vintage form he's actually putting it online as well in youtube to show everyone what he's buying in and it's really really cool stuff i love that kind of stuff the unpacking of boxes and and, and what kind of treasures the guys the guys finding it's it's really compelling compelling watching and then lastly something that you put me on to um uh with 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 our buddy rick do you, do you want to talk about that yeah i can jump in there um uh good friend rick rick villanueva over at jam transmissions gave us a uh, a lovely shout out at the end of their most recent episode. Um, big thank, big thanks to Rick. Rick's a good dude. Um, I think, I, I think his podcast is, is, is a, is a good listen, especially if you don't have, if you have an interest in the books and comics, uh, but also if you have an interest, but don't have time. Um, I think it, it helps a lot to hear their kind of spoiler free reviews. And then the sp- spoiler full reviews um especially for for people who maybe don't have time to read or you're just trying to find that that spark to get back into reading um 
that podcast has been killer and uh big shout out to rick thank you thanks for calling us out and all the nice the kind words it's been really cool i have to say for to rick thank you very much indeed um i don't i we don't know each other particularly well and i've only feel as if i'm getting to know him in recent weeks um because of because of what we're doing here but also um our paths are starting to cross and i've now started subscribing to john transitions myself and i have to say I listened to the episode that you called, you told me that he called us out on, not knowing, not or not understanding, or or maybe comprehending that the guy had his own pod as well. And I, it's a really smart podcast. It's a really really clever podcast. The guy knows exactly what he's doing and what he wants to be. Um, and I I thoroughly enjoyed it. So, um, um, Rick, if you're listening, um, thank you for uh becoming my friend on on the on the social media stuff um and uh and thank you for the call out and i'm and i'm loving what i'm hearing so far on the pod as well so thank you very much okay so what about yourself my friend anything else that i've missed that you might be watching um apart from maybe our main discussion point today anything else you're watching how is um how is masters of the air going is it is it still going Mm -hmm. Is it still going? It's it's it, it's still going. Um, it's the story is it's kind of how I expected. It's completely off the rails now, and I'm loving it. Good. Um, it's it's kind of it kind of follows that same formula where it's like here's all the people, and yeah, this is not a spoiler. And now they're gone, and here's a yeah, here's a couple. To- <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, and it's it's actually taking some directions that I was not expecting. Um, this most recent episode was was really quite good in terms of cinematography. Um, like when they first start out, like um, these are these are all kind of like obviously non spoiler pieces. It's like in the beginning, there's a lot of airplanes, and you kind of can't keep track of what's going on. It's like yeah. okay, there's an airplane now. That airplane's gone. Here's another airplane. Yeah, this one really kind of this last episode really honed in on a single airplane in a single aircraft. And so uh, it kind of took some of the chaos out of it. And it was just, uh, it was shot really well. I mean, I don't know how much of it's real, but assume like, you get what I'm saying. Like the cinematography was really, really quite interesting and kind of a break from the normal. Uh, but no, I'm loving it. It's good. I'm excited for the, the next couple episodes. So does that make it more a little bit like Memphis Bell, which is more of a, you know, they singled out a particular a particular plane which which made you got you know you you kind of experienced the, the the characters and the individuals involved in 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 crewing that 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 plane and their story and the rest of it as opposed to uh this most recent episode yeah uh yeah. this most yeah. recent episode yeah so it kind of it kind of honed in on them and their individual experience of like what was going on and kind of more of the less action fighter dog fighting kind of cut 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 and more of a let's sit with it similar to what we talked about last week with like what the marvels lacked of like it gave it space you could see people's emotions and reactions and it's not just boom 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 boom. it was you could see their thought process and like things like that i don't know it was just yeah it was a it was a nice separation from maybe the norm um it was pretty cool cool Outside of that, um, I did watch. We did watch two movies this week. One of them was an Oscar nom, um, and that one is Anatomy of a Fall. 
um, similar. Uh, so when I talked about watching past lives and the the things that made me feel and how that was really that made me really happy and like I really enjoyed that movie. Anatomy of a yeah. Fall is kind of like the same caliber of movie, but it's all the feelings that I don't want to feel um, and don't don't want. Um, it was a really good movie. I do not ever want to watch it again. Um, yeah. It, but it's, uh, it was, it was a good, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really talk about it much cause it's spoiler, but it's, it well, was interesting. Was say, it's what, one of those movies that's kind premise? of a thought piece. Just, just, just give me the premise because there's so much to watch. And just, so the just premise me... is there is a, a wife, uh, and they're, they have a blind son, her and her husband. And the beginning of the movie starts out maybe couple minutes in the husband is, the husband dies um he he's oh, he's found outside in the snow and the whole movie is trying to figure out how did he die and like kind of going going through that but it's not it's not like a fun knives out kind of like oh who done it it's more of a um introspection into the the roles we play in society how the court and public sees you um not knowing the full picture so like trying to read people and their intentions and like the interconnection of like relationships and how dirty those can be but in private that like you just know that's how it is but then when exposed in a piece like a narrow window people can see that differently um and rake you over the coals or not um and so it's a it's a it's a long romp in that world where it's just like kind of squirming on the couch like yeah i think i'm i think i'm ready for this to be over and to have answers because i'm because you don't know you don't know how it happened so you're just kind of along for the ride and sitting in your own uncomfortable feelings or thoughts or perceptions of how it's going down and how people are treated or treating others. And you're like, "Mm, ah, Ooh, I do not like this. No, thanks. Um, dude, some of the best films I've ever watched, I could, I could, I could not go back to, you know, there's a, there's an awful lot of, of, of amazing acting accolades, um, awards for, you know, pieces of art and cinema that are well deserved but i once you've seen them you're kind of like yeah that's the reason why they that's the reason why they got the award that they did but i could it's not one of those ones you 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 stick in on the background for a bit of fun is it so yeah i yeah. I, I know what you mean i know what you mean in terms of kind of it's it's worth watching but no it's on the list now so <laughs> um you know I'll, I'll get back to you i'll get back to you the the other movie we watch uh, is uh, based on a book, a book series that Madison's been been reading recently, and it's called The Circle. Um, the movie. So she was very, she enjoyed the book a lot because before we moved to here, um, mm-hmm. we actually lived in Silicon Valley, and so we're we're pretty familiar with kind of that culture, and it can maybe be a little too real at times. Like the TV show, Silicon Valley, it was kind of like, ah, this is life uncomfortable. But the, the circle, the premise is like, uh, kind of like a Facebook kind of 
took over and like really this is the, this put is cameras the, everywhere it was, and it was made into a film with tom hanks right tom hanks and emma watson which was emma watson yeah 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 emma watson's probably the only reason why i was like yeah okay i'll watch it i'll see what's yeah i'm i'm you yeah. have piqued my interest um the movie was kind of awful um it wasn't yeah it was not good uh it's like it started strong and then it just kind of immediately goes off the rails and it's like it's like yeah. you took like you knew where you wanted to go and you were like crap we don't have time like let's just see what happens uh so yeah that was not good i don't recommend it um yeah not for me but uh also listen to a bunch of pods and that's about it besides the you know the the giant the three giant giant elephants in the room um that's all i pretty much watched so so going back to the sorry i have to ask so going back to the circle madison's really into the books right the books are uh, worth reading. Yes. Uh, uh, I will have to ask her about that. I mean, I know she okay. just finished the second one. And right. it's it's one of those things. It's like, do you recommend it? Like, oh, I'm sucked into this. I'm sucked into this well, my, and I'm, I have to see it through. But do I recommend other people getting it? I don't know. My attention to, I'm a little bit, I mean, you mentioned it a couple of weeks back. So I feel as if I've got, your, I've, I've got, you've kind of given me the opportunity to also uh, admit that an awful lot of my reading over the years has actually been kind of young, young, young adult reading simply because it's, it's almost like disposable. Do you know, do you understand what I mean? It's yeah. not, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need an awful lot of brain power to get through some very, very yeah. good stories. One of those, one of those, um, my kids got me onto the, onto, um, the maze runner, the mm. maze runner. Um, it was my, my kids, um, got me into Harry Potter or sorry, got me into reading Harry Potter. Uh, I'm don't necessarily, I don't feel as, 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 um, attached to that series as perhaps they do, but they also got me into you know, part of our bond, you know, dad bonding with his kids or trying to as best he can um uh moments uh they got me into um the hunger games and then a spin-off of that was um uh twilight which i never ever i got halfway through the first book and i could not finish i could not go there i wanted to bond with my my daughters and you know so that we could had a we we could have a conversation about something that we'd experience together and i i just couldn't get into twilight and they were at the the right age at the right time when the films came out exactly the right time for them um when they were discovering themselves as as young ladies and um i uh that's one that was one step too far for me and i I couldn't i couldn't go down there um but they did they did they did they did turn me on to the uh the maze runner series and i loved it i really really enjoyed it um and then the films came out and then there was some sort of really messed up thing that happened in the lead actor kind of um, got into a serious accident or had some, had some problems and they kind of just kind of threw out the last of the series uh, of the films. And um, it was a bit disappointing because I, I felt that the, the, the novels actually themselves were stood up for themselves and they were quite an interesting story about this kind of, idea of the dystopian future and the kids are kind of like the key to uh the 
the the the continuation of the of of the adults um and 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 then finding a way a way forward and um yeah no sorry I, I, it's a long-winded way of saying if you could ask Mad- madison if it's if it's you know that that's that's something that i can pursue and pick up with with the girls because we tend not to bond so much on the should we say the more harder narrative we kind of just choose the popcorn books to kind of discuss together that would be that would be appreciated anyway you you uh i will i will do that i will do that and you also piqued my interest because i remember hearing something about that maze runner accident and looking at it now uh the lead while filming the looks like the sequel uh he was in a harness on he was injured during a stunt where he's pulled off of a moving vehicle and hit by another one uh, he had concussions, facial fractures, and brain trauma, and so I think they were like, "Yeah, that's yeah, that's brutal." Yeah, I mean, they, wow. I, I believe they finished it. I think the last one I saw, they actually did finish the series, but it was it, it was it had that huge hiatus between between releases that it kind of almost it it, it kind of almost lost its way, if you know what I mean. It it, it lost its yeah, yeah. It, its way. Anyway, okay. it could put a it could put a damper on things for sure. We we we've kind of covered. Oh no, sorry. There's one bit of news I've got. So news for us. Uh, sorry for everyone. As you kind of guessed, folks, the news this week is really um, going to be all about the Bad Batch and um, having our first, as this podcast is concerned, having our first uh, Star Wars um, new series to talk about. But before we get there. Um, there is one bit of news I picked up literally today because I thought, gosh, it's a bit sad if we only talk about the what's on TV today. Um, and that's Gareth Edwards, my favourite director, as you know at the moment, um, famous for Rogue One, but most importantly for the creator, which was a genius piece of filmmaking. Um, he's in talks, apparently, to make the next Jurassic World movie, which I find fascinating. And I really hope that they give him the creative freedom that he deserves in order to make it because i'd hate i think we saw with rogue one i mean don't get me wrong rogue one is still and will be to this day my favorite um star wars film um post disney acquisition um without without a doubt by a country mile however you know there were problems as we all know because of course we get to see too much of perhaps sometimes of how the sausage is made um uh it, it did it did face some issues hence the reason why tony gilroy got involved um the creator was very much his baby and he was given full creative freedom and i i, I love it it's it's um i don't talk about it each week because quite frankly it is on in the background all the frigging time at my house because i love it i love the way it's shot i love the story of how it was shot i love everything about that film and as a result my respect for Gareth, uh, sorry, for, yeah, for um, Gareth has gone through the roof. However, as I said, he has been approached by Amblin to take the next trilogy or start the next trilogy of Jurassic World films. And that's great because he's clearly getting the recognition that he needs to or should have had um, up until now as being a really, really good filmmaker. My only concern is that I really hope he doesn't have an executive on his shoulder compromising his creative control 
not liking his style, um, wanting a little bit more reassurance as uh, in relation to the investment they're putting as a, in as a studio. And that he really is truly given the creative freedom that I hope he is. Now, Amblin obviously being owned by Spielberg, I really hope that Spielberg sees him as to, as akin to the way that he used to film make, you know, quite a few decades ago and, and, and will give him the, the, the opportunity to reinvent that franchise. Cause I do like Jurassic Park. It's daft. It's stupid. I feel the same way about Jurassic Park as I do about um, Kaiju movies. It's, it, it's, it's stupid, great monster fun. Um, it's only when humans are involved typically in Jurassic Park, when it gets a bit stupid, when it gets, when, when it gets a bit daft, the other stuff is fantastic. So I really, really do hope Gareth is given the opportunity to not only do, do what he does best with, with monster movie, movies um, and his camera techniques, but also to make the human story a proper human story and not perhaps something that's a little bit more, um, a little bit more uh, um, cheesy um, in order to placate the, uh, the, the studio. So that's the only news. That's the only additional news I've got for for this uh, this week. So for the Jurassic Park stuff or Jurassic World and Gareth stuff, like it's exciting, but a part of me, like, I feel torn because it's like, especially since they're kind of in that, they're 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 calling it like the start of the next Jurassic World trilogy, which I mean, obviously that can change, but it's like, what? Like I appreciate it's kind of like on the nose aspects, like I the last couple movies were a bit, uh, eh, whatever. Um, especially like the last one where it's like, we're going to bring everybody. Like you kind of felt like that was the culmination of it. Like everybody's together. And so that to hear that they're kind of springing it up, it's like, I, I was hoping for like a reboot and kind of have it be like, pick a, pick a lane. Like, is it going to be total camp mm. or is it going to be like, uh, mm. Uh, an, a slightly different universe of uh, Planet of the Apes, but it's like the, the dinosaurs are coming. What are we going to do? Um, yeah. But now it, it sounds like this is almost a continuation of like how the the cynical side of me could just sit there and goes like, how do how do you get more? Like, how do you get another big corporation that oh, make, I, makes expands it and it's like in expands it's like now dinosaurs are everywhere or dinosaurs is it fast and the furious is that we gonna have dinosaurs in space yeah is i it, I, I, uh, I must admit i hadn't heard that bit so i really hope it's not a continuation i mean because, I, that's um, just kind of what i've seen online i don't know if that's that's oh, i really i really hope not i actually i actually hope it's it really is um they probably need to acknowledge what's come in the past, but it, but, but it, it does need something fresh. And I think that, I mean, in my mind, the way that Gareth did Godzilla and rebooted that whole thing. And without, uh, we, we, you know, we forget that the, 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 the previous film before that was, was the uh, Matthew Broderick film. And it was not, it was not good. It was not good at all. And it was, um, and Gareth created, you know, almost created a renaissance that was sorry introduced established a renaissance which allowed us to kind of respect the original the original japanese take on um on 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 godzilla with a little bit of hollywood cheese sprinkled on top but the point being is 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 it got us back to basics in that you know it wasn't a it wasn't a, a, a um it wasn't a 
a dinosaur. It was a lizard. It, it's it's a it's a, gigant, a gigantic lizard that is um that is uh, that is out there and crushing stuff. And you know the idea of the the aesthetics of Godzilla being you know <laughs> very akin to a guy in a in a rubber suit, uh, which was the original aesthetics of uh, was was fantastic. But the you know the human story behind it was genuine, and it not being a cheesy a cheesy um something a little bit cheesy so i i really hope anyway i could be i could be completely wrong there's no there's no reason why it needs to be gratuitous there's no reason why it needs to be lots of bloods and blood and guts uh it's it can still be a good family flick but it would be good to see it in the in in the way that 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 gareth kind of and this is why I love. Sorry, I'm, we're going off at a tangent. We shouldn't be spending so much time on this. But his first blockbuster or his first movie, Monsters, was brilliant. Um, in the you know he's actually filming an awful lot of this destruction and everything that supposedly is down to these these alien species that uh, that that have, have 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 landed on Earth or or been or, or, or these monsters that that are living in the um, Amazonian jungle and. Um, and they end up being benevolent, benevolent. Sorry, and they end up being quite peaceful. And the, you know, the, the closing scenes of that movie is that actually, his man is the problem, not so much the dinosaurs. And I, and that, if he can bring that kind of emotion into into it, the same way that I haven't felt about Jurassic Park since that very very first scene of the of of, of the herd. You know, the 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 the, I don't know if it's a Brachiosaurus or a Diplodocus or whatever it is, that first shot that we see and of this, these amazingly graceful animals out there, um, dinosaurs, sorry, that are out there that are uh, living in harmony with each other before the shit hits the fan. If he can do something like that and bring those kind of original emotions back, then, um, and the human wonder that goes with that that would be that would be amazing sorry i've i've drifted off and i'm because i'm thinking romantically about what i think gareth could do if he's given his own his own creative reign that's good stuff man i like it <laughs> i do <Thanks. laughs> that's, that's uh talking about the stuff we're passionate about man like that's 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 the that's the that's the tasty just, bits that's the... I, I just think he i just think he's better than I just think he it's, it's, it's such an oxymoron. It really is. But I just think he's better than blockbuster films. Does that make sense? <laughs> I hope that makes sense. He's, he's just better than, than doing blockbusters. He doesn't need, he doesn't, oh, we just, so if, we deserve so if Gareth, more of Gareth. Yeah. If Gareth is at Celebration and there's a panel, I expect you to be either front row or oh. to be heard from throughout Wait, the entire think- auditorium. You've seen you've seen Catherine the way that she behaves around Diego Luna. I'm um yeah I'm going to be fanboying out to Gareth even if he's um two or three you know two or three meeting halls away I'll be shouting his name. Yeah, no, he, the guys the guys the guys are genius. I I I, I love him to bits and he's he's got he's just got that humble raw emotion. He, he's he's got that that knowledge for a start. I mean, listening to him talking about how he his knowledge on filmmaking is better than and and vfx and sf sfx is better than 
pretty much anyone in the director's chair today because he experienced it himself. It's, it's his training. His whole attitude towards budget, budgeting, and money management, and not essentially pissing money up against the wall in order to make a blockbuster because you can, and then running out of money because you've overspent, I think is phenomenal. That kind of maturity in terms of the way he approaches any kind of film, which essentially is a commercial product and people expect a return on their investment, I think is amazing. And then on top of that, you've got this kind of, I keep overusing the word, but this guerrilla style of filmmaking that he does, where he's the one behind the camera. He doesn't have a film crew of 10 people. He prefers it. He's the one with the with the lens, you know, with the the lens finder behind uh, uh, um, behind him. And he, I, I don't know. I just think it's frigging cool. He'll 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 eventually need some help on this kind of stuff. But while he's young enough and enthusiastic enough to make the kind of movies that he is making at the moment, I say fair play, go for it. So does that mean that you are or are not excited that they're releasing a six-inch black series of him and his character in Rogue One? That may or may not be <laughs> fake fake information. I'm just sneaking into this episode, like we talked. Well, about. I may already have a custom head for my uh, my rebel tro- my rebel fleet trooper that uh, that uh, might be already bought and on its way to me to to custom. I just can't paint the, the thing, but uh, I'll save it for you to paint it for me. No, no, I won't, I won't be buying. I'm, I'm not. I think there's I'm people a fanboy, but I'm not that much of a fanboy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm a fanboy, mate, but I'm not that much of a fanboy. No, I won't be doing that. All right, let's let's talk about the news, the real news, and the real news is is that um, we are taking a road trip across the U.S. Woohoo! <laughs> we we just, are. No, no, no. Five weeks ago, just we just this just tripping. <laughs> we oh spin off. We can make it a franchise. We're we're turning we're t- we're turning this into a franchise now. We've now got yeah, I love it. Anyway, we're sorry, have we are we two are two lemonade stands. <laughs> two lemonade stands. <laughs> we we have the bad batch. The bad batch is back. Um, since we started this gig, what five weeks ago, six weeks ago now, uh, we've been f- should we say filling time a little bit of time. Um, talking about stuff that we like. And that won't stop, by the way, guys. We're going to carry that. We've got a list, in fact, in front of me at this moment in time where of stuff that we want to talk about over the coming weeks, and it just keeps growing. But in the meantime, we've got a new Star Wars series that's, the, uh, that, that's come out. It's, the, it's season three of The Bad Batch. The first three episodes uh, landed today. And Sean, over to you, buddy. Uh, general impressions. They were good. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. And that'll Absolutely be it. Absolutely brilliant. Um, no. no good night, I'm, guys. I'm Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to just filling, uh, you know, filling until the bad batch comes on. Um, I really, I really enjoyed them. I watched them this morning when I got up. Uh, three episodes as a premiere is, uh, at first I was like, that's a bit, that's a bit much, isn't it? And we're we're a little we're a little arrogant, you know. Just here you go, here's a bunch. But after watching them, um, I won't. I'm not gonna dive into like the deep the deep stuff that we'll talk about in a minute. But I'll just kind of give high level impressions. Like I really enjoyed that the first episode was once again given room to breathe. Like it really emphasized the 
the not just the time, but the monotony of kind of the losing track of time. Um, like it's very, it was, it was, it wasn't super on the nose. Like some of the, the animation things can be, it's like, you slowly see more of the ticks and stuff being mm. drawn on the wall and just kind of the, the subtle aging, the hair, the facial structure, the things like that, the things changing and just really kind of giving a sense of like hopelessness in a lot of ways. Um, that was really cool. I have some deeper, deeper, deeper questions, but I'd love to get your high level, high level. Did you, did you enjoy it? Are you feeling it? Are you excited? I thought it was great. Uh, where are I you at? Was, I thought it was great. I, I, I understand why they released three because, um, as is always the way they're looking for new subs. They're looking to keep the excitement going. Um, had they, had they released the first episode, which actually I thought was the strongest out of all three from perfect honest with you, because it focused on Omega or Omega or Amiga. Um, I, I thought it was really, really good. And I thought it was some really, really, I mean, it's animation, but it's the most, some of it was absolutely tear jerking for me. And we'll go, we'll go into that in, in, in a second. Um, but no, I, I think it's a really, really strong start. And I love the idea that, you know, it ended the, 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 the three episodes that we'll talk about in a sec um, didn't end with a, an automatic conclusion that we're back to normal. There are, you know, they are, yes, they've made progress. Um, but there's still a long way to go um, to be, you know, to, to get to safety, to get to safety and to, and to reunite with the rest of the boys. Uh, although the rest of the boys seems a lot fewer these days. It, it seems really, what, what are the things that seem really strange to me? And I, and I, I'm, I know we'll talk about it later on, but, but um, was that it was just literally Wrecker and um, I was about to say Wrecker and Rambo. Wrecker and Hunter. Hunter. Um, yeah, it's it, 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 it's really strange that it's just the two of them on on that ship now. And of course, it's only the two of them at the moment. And I I kind of forgotten along the way. It's how much that whole team have been compromised and what they went through in in in, in season two. Uh, no, I, I thought it was really good. And um, I can't think of a better opening episode than that first episode. It was so damn meaningful it was actually i would say more poetic than an awful lot of live action i'm not talking live action star wars i'm talking live action fantasy and science fiction and and fantasy that that, that we see today it was it really showed a heck of a lot of 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 pain and the passing of time anyway i loved it absolutely loved it so um I don't know how I want to do this. I mean, maybe we should have worked this out before we started recording. But <laughs> hey, we are what we are. We are what we are. But I, I've got some, I've got some thoughts on 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 episode one. But I, I want to give you the chance to. I've actually haven't got an awful lot of thoughts on episode one. But I want to, you know, do this respectfully between the two of us. What 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 are you? What what came out of the way? I mean, episode one was very much focused on uh, Omega being. Uh, on Mount Tantis and being used uh, and working, if you like, for the establishment. Um, and her, if you like, trying to hold on to the last spark of energy and resistance that she's got to try and get away. But obviously, over time, finding herself within the machine that is that is uh, 
being part of the the uh, the experiment the experimental or sorry the the the, the science base that is Mount Tantus. Um, tell me your thoughts on episode one. And do you know what I haven't done either is I haven't actually brought the names of the episodes up. What was episode one called? Confined. I saw you type that. You just you just brought it up, didn't you? No, I have it on my notes. It's episode oh, one is cool. confined. <laughs> episode two is Paths Unknown. Episode three is Shadows of Tantus. Excellent. Um, I was trying. <laughs> I I was actually typing, trying to remember the name of the stupid bad guy who I despise more than life itself. Uh, uh, Doctor Hemlock. It's like I, I'm like Hemlock. Wilcock. Yeah, yeah, Wills. yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, he Hemlock. is the he is the worst i tell you um, what he's a he's a he's a he's a damn good voice actor isn't he he's the guy oh, that yeah. was in westworld you know yeah uh, he was the guy that I, I can't remember the actor's name but honestly uh, in terms of a uh, uh a a a a slight but god damn it terrifying voice he's got it off pat so sorry tell me about episode one well, then- what do you think well, just just a final like because I think he is a big part of kind of episode one for me of like just remembering how kind of uh, genuinely like genuinely terrifying he is. Um, mm. I think a big piece of that is the fact that they I know when they record record these voice actors, it's like, you know, it's it's pretty pretty. I imagine it's pretty standard. But with him, they're like, no, we're going to let him speak like really close to the mic and just it's like he's in your ear even if he's across the room on the show and he's talking it's like he's like he's it's like he's whispering in your ear the whole time yeah but really menacingly and it's like i don't i don't like this please like he's too close he's not close but i feel like he's breathing on my neck and i don't like it uh so he does a really a really good job at, at what he does um there with the rest of episode one i think it was there isn't a lot to say about it because it was given room to breathe. They didn't try to pack too much in. They, they were really setting the stakes and some people could probably like, they obviously put out three. Cause if you just released that first episode, people will piss and moan and be like, Oh, excuse me. It was, Oh, it's filler. Oh, it's filler. Nothing happened. It wasn't exciting. There was no pew pew, no lightsabers, whatever. But I thought that first episode was perfect because it, it literally, it emphasizes wholly and completely that no time has passed. Like it's mm. not, it's not good. It's not a, Oh, I've been here for two days and, and then the heist and we can get out and whatever, whatever. It's like, it's still an animation. It's still an animated show. Like they still kind of telegraph things of like, this is foreshadowing. This is what, this is a potential escape route. This is whatever. Um, but I, but I really, really well, we enjoyed know, it, and I don't. We we know of live action that have taken a shorter route to being resolved, right? So I mean, there are yeah. certain. I mean, we are a positive podcast, and we will remain to be a positive podcast. But we're being really positive about the Bad Batch because there have been um, other examples of live action that have ended with a very traumatic, a very traumatic situation. Um, and a very heart-wrenching situation that has been resolved by the next episode or halfway through the the subsequent series for a different character, for example. You understand what I mean by that? It's, it's, it's like the idea of a, of a cartoon, of, of an animation, having this kind of pacing, I think is phenomenal. 
and it was in my mm-hmm. notes, but I've got to, I've got to compliment you on picking up um, Hemlock because if you think about Star Wars, and typically the bad guys are moustache twirling bad guys. These guys are good. These guys are bad, and the bad guys hey, uh, are 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 overtly bad. Um, it's no it's it's no secret. My favorite live tv um star wars is andor as as it is with many people at the moment and the i'm getting the fact that they've got in live action tv but also in animation as well two very quiet subdued and and perversely happy people in in the work that they do which they know hurts others is it is really clever, especially for an animation. So, for example, I've got down in my notes, and I, I don't want to read them out too early, but but Hemlock reminds me of Dr. Gorst. Is it Dr. Gorst, the guy that ends up um, um, torturing Bix? The guy that's really happy about his job. He captures Bix in, 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 in oh, sorry, Bix is captured and brought in for interrogation by the, by the, um, imperial forces to find out you know what's going on with Andor, what's this about the transmitter that she's got going on with um with uh, um uh the rebellion um and his means of torture is this um is the is the screams of this of this alien species of the children of the alien species that's being that's being that's being killed um it, it, it's it's that kind of character. I mean, for me, Hemlock is that kind of character in that they're, you know, are they physically, uh, do they have any prowess physically? No, they don't. Do they have any skills as a pilot or a fighter or, a, or, or wielding a laser sword? No, they don't. They're just really intelligent people that have a really perverse view uh, or, sorry, a perverse pride in their work. Um, and I find that really fascinating. Well, I found it refreshing is probably the wrong the wrong word to use, but I found it amazing in in Andor. But the fact that it's now that type of character is also in animation as well, which supposedly should be a young young for you for a younger demographic, I find mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. And yeah, I hate him. I absolutely hate him. Well, I think a big part of it is is like when you remove the the mysticism of the source of evil from somebody like and you just get into that truly like driven psychotic uh sociopathic kind of tendencies it's like yeah the emperor and darth vader and those other they're they're evil because of hate or one could argue it's like oh it's the 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 dark side of the force influencing them and especially somebody like darth vader it's like especially after all the stories they told all over all these years, it's like, okay, is he, is he more of a victim of, of a mystical hate and negativity, dark side, whatever. But then you have people like, and then you, on the other hand, you have people like Thrawn who it's like, okay, they're doing bad things in, in, in sometimes it's like, Oh, as a means to an end to protect their people or other means necessary. And then you have people like Hemlock who it's like, they're kind of in that so they're evil because of their sociopathic tendencies or just their sheer drive 
for power, success, status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are yeah, yeah. and they and they are willing to it's what the things that they don't say and the things that they don't do that makes them even more terrifying. Like you don't like Darth Vader will will kill a bunch of people because he rages and he's just like rah and he can and he can just kill them all. But somebody like Hemlock, it's like you don't see the rage in him and it's not like he's not hurting people because of outbursts. It's methodical. Yeah. It's it's like I don't care about the 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 collateral damage or the direct damage it's like it is a i believe in what i'm doing i it's this is intentional it's methodical and that is is what makes it really creepy and terrifying a very good villain uh, for my it's a lot more relatable right it's a lot more relatable and that's why it's really fucked up <laughs> it's it's yeah. really yeah. really relatable it's 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 like shit i can i know people like this <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you don't know a dollar of the says, yeah. so yeah, 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 I'm with you. So I, I picked up. Um, these are these are a couple of notes that I, I, I made, and what I did, which is really interesting, is I made them as as I was watching the 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 episode. So these are they're questions. They're just questions that I wrote while I was watching them, which might have been answered in the next episode. So I'll just read it out for episode one. My first thought was, is Amiga, is Amiga force sensitive? Hence that um, Nala Say is destroying her, her blood sample. So that was the first question I had. Second question, sorry, the second point I made was actually more of a statement than, than, than a question. Her making the straw doll or the, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, the st- the, the straw. Is- no, no, no! It's 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 the there's a there's a name for it. The straw doll is the. I'll get I'll get to it. I'll get something to it. cat. The something cat. No, 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 no! no, no. It's, it's, it's not, it's not cat. It's a two. It's a tuka doll. It's a tuka doll. Um. Anyway, point being is is um, yeah. Her making the the straw tuka doll, uh, melted my heart. Absolutely melted my heart because um, just the simple simplicity of its ear dropping and then her finding some more straw to stand it up right and then she hugged it um just melted my heart um and then the last thing was the i thought was really really clever that came over was the um the repetition the repetition that went all the way through all the way mm-hmm. through the, the that that first episode of the dripping tap the 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 procedure of walking past um the clones that were being shipped off for the next stage in particular help me out here guys uh in particular crosshair crosshair in particular crosshair and the and him looking so beaten um every single day uh then obviously go to work for nala say um having the blood test destroyed and everything and then it took me a while to realize her hair's grown her hair's grown she's now got a ponytail and it was that i i didn't suss it out in the in the first viewing i didn't suss it out immediately and i thought that whole progression of time thing and showing that repetition which of course was manifested with her drawing the roman numerals on the on the on the on the wall to show how many how many days she'd been there and everything again nice clawback uh callback sorry to um force awakens but the point being is that is that there's an awful lot going on there and um 
yeah no i loved it i really really did love it and um but my first point and i guess my first point i made which may well be answered in in episode three i'm not, still not sure we've answered it is omega four sensitive it, there is a there is something with her bond her, her blood sorry that bonded with the um the dna or the 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 blood sample of the force user that they're that they're clearly mixing in those samples in that in that in that laboratory environment so i don't know whether it's is she force sensitive or is what's being introduced to her blood is the force sensitive bit either way it's, it's retaining its its m count uh which i'm assuming is the metachlorian count um let's know your thoughts on that so i have a i have a thought just one just one thought um but i think i think it's more of a wish and a hope um than a thought it's i am hoping that she is not force sensitive and i'll clarify that i am hoping that with they're there I, I hope they're throwing a curveball with people it's like oh mcal equal because mcal equals force sensitivity and it's like well no it doesn't like metachlorian count doesn't necessarily mean force sensitivity i'm hoping they're just the the crux of this is they're looking for a vessel project necromancer and all that stuff i'm hoping that it's she has a high m count so that they foresee her body and genes and whatever and blood as a good recipient for bad guy stuff, but not necessarily like, Oh, she actually has active force capabilities. Like I'm already not a huge, huge fan of it. Like with Sabine in Ahsoka, like that was kind of but like, yeah, the ship has sailed. It is, uh, it feels like we're going well, down. Yeah, path of like, well. Oh, yeah yeah it's like it feels like we're doing that ray nobody kind of anybody can be a hero surprise no they can't uh i hope we don't do that again i hope it's more of like no they they engineered uh omega as a clone as like an experiment to be kind of like the next generation and her her body can handle the 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 raised m count and would be an ideal vessel but not for sensitivity that I hope, I really, really hope that's where it goes. Um, yeah. So my thoughts, I, I agree with you. I agree with you because you wouldn't, I don't think she is force sensitive. I'm only picking that up because that's obviously the first thought I had. And then a lot of people, as you can imagine online thinking, is she force sensitive? Uh, I think they're introducing the force sensitivity into her blood. And it's to your point, it's the actual receptacle. It's 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 whether it actually works or not. So what you do is you you introduce the, the, she's, she's type the, O blood. She's good for everybody. But the but the you you if you think about it, you this 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 shell, this 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 shell, this 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 clone is um a good receiver for this type of this type of DNA or this type of inf- uh, um, modification to their DNA, because I think that the, you know, I think that the um, the thing being introduced into them is a little bit like, you know, the, the search for Grogu's blood, for example, with with the Mandalorian, in that in that we've got a good receiver, we just need the 
to influence that with the force, the force um, um, DNA or, or, or M count. So I totally agree with that. I think it's about finding the right match, the, the right donor, the right donor, um, as you would do with, you know, with, 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 with common, with, with today's um, surgical practices. Um, I also think that the reason why it's not working with the clones as opposed to uh, Amiga is don't forget Amiga and her brother are unaltered clones. So they haven't, but they don't have the growth acceleration. They don't have the age acceleration that, that, that the others do as well. So they're as close to being a, um, they're a clone in that they've got the, if you like, the ability for their, for genetic manipulation, because otherwise they wouldn't exist in the first place anyway, but they're, should we say a pure, a purer version of the original mm. of the original DNA or the original code as opposed to perhaps the standard clones that that have all of those if you like concentrate concentrates put into their into their into their into their DNA. Um so yeah I, I, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. Yeah I think uh oh, sorry. Well just to add just to add to that real quick. I think uh I think you're right. Like I know they've I think Alpha is is completely unaltered no growth no growth of speed ups no no enhancements but i feel like omega just kind of the way nala say is acting is like i feel like she wasn't given the enhancements but i feel like maybe there was a perfected in genetic improvements made not necessarily battle enhancements and and growth and and those kind of things but i feel like she's maybe like kind of like the 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 perfected product that was could be. yeah, was yeah created could be. And, mean, and things kind of went away and we'll see yeah it could it could be i mean in, in my mind i see omega as 24 karat gold as opposed to 18 or 9 karat gold um it's that it, it's that simple it's because she's a purer a purer uh, a version of the original of the original um um of the original donor but but yeah you could be right they they could have it could have been that she, they they put more work into her and boba don't know no idea at all episode 2 mate um so we, do, we uh, episode 2 we 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 leave mount tantus for a while and we get to our boys so we get to um Rekka and rambo and um i'm not changing that now by the way uh we get to Rekka and rambo and um and um they're 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 making they're making strives to, to 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 find her. What do you think? So there's there's kind of three three major things that I took out of this that are kind of my main my main thoughts. So the first one is you can't ignore the predator handshake. I don't know when that went in or if it's like a nod, but that was cool with the with like the, the 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 clasp with the with the boys and stuff like that. I thought that was cool um the fact that they've got young clones and they came across them i thought that was cool uh, totally unexpected um yeah. like middle like teenage what were they teenagers early yeah, yeah, yeah. late teens middle teens i thought that was kind of interesting i knew like there's always going to be that one who's like let's just bounce like let's forget them let's move on uh but i'm glad that they i'm glad that they didn't uh like I didn't want to have to do another three episode arc of like get the ship back. Not that I have a problem with those, but it's just like now's not the time. 
now it's not the time we don't have go find go get the shit back time um and the, but the big one the big one for me is is the 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 slither vines the first thing i thought of when they and i'd love to get your thoughts on this too uh when i first saw them and they start talking about how it was an experiment that just kind of went awry i'm like ooh, is this like a are they are they trying to tie in like high republic stuff are they bringing in like the the drengear kind of uh are they like re reanimating them or kind of bringing that stuff into the mo- more modern star wars times of like oh it's it's these plant creature mo- i mean i'm probably gonna get some of this wrong because i haven't read all of the books but like oh it's like living plant creature monster things but then halfway through the episode it's like jk it's kind of like a su- giant sarlacc in the swamp or whatever it's like okay so yeah are they kind of like making it like a sarlacc pit or is that it was just a, a sarlacc right that was a sarlacc or are they or am i thinking of two different things like are the vine creatures different from the giant sarlacc mouth in the ground like well that's what but he, no, but he did say it's something different hunter did say uh, it's something different so, so I'm guessing. I'm. I mean, my 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 thoughts were my th- thoughts on that sarlacc was, wow, that's a big sarlacc. And the reason why I thought it was a sarlacc though was because the sarlacc that's in, um, oh god, please don't roll your eyes, but in the force, the force unleashed video game, um, it looks like that sarlacc. It's 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 fucking huge, absolutely huge. And a lot more slimy and a lot more um less kind of rubbery tentacles, more you know, the, the tentacles are, are are friggin' huge, absolutely huge. And and hence the reason why I've always thought that 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 if that is the way is that that that's the size that Sarlats grow to, maybe, just maybe, um the Sarlacc in the in the June Sea was quite a baby, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. But I, I kind of took it as being as being a um a, a sarlacc. But if it is part of the Slither Vines, either way, maybe maybe Slither Vines are part of the Sarlacc. I, I you know, it's grown so big that it actually becomes part of the the the, the forestation that's going on there. No idea, but I did like it though. I thought it looked trick, especially when that um that very last thermal detonator um started tinkering around and making you know making those noises as it was bouncing off its teeth i thought that was really really clever yeah that was nice uh but i know i thought the action and stuff was cool uh I, I i did get distracted for a part of the episode like this was kind of the the less serious episode obviously for me um when when they're like oh we have a power source and you see wrecker like throw the gonk droid on his back i'm like man i really want like a like a home battery backup system. Like I've been thinking about those for a long time, but never, never done it. But it's like, man, I want one, but I want to like the mod it to look like a gonk droid, like standing outside yeah, or just like a generator and put it like in a shell. That's like, that's. To. And then and I, then the I had to pause that... it. Cause I might, my, my mind went going crazy. Cause I'm like, are they more like a generator or are they like a big battery? It's like, I don't know. Like, what is what is a gonk droid? I haven't I haven't gone to Wikipedia yet and like really dug into like what a gonk droid really is. Uh, I see. I, I got distracted I by that, that for a while. I think the answer is yes to both questions. I think the answer Fair. is yes. It can be whatever you want it to to be. 
So, um, again, real time, typed it on my phone, which I'm reading out to you now, in no particular order. Durand from season two took the he took the over Sid's bar in season two with the um, oh god, what are they called? Come on. Anyway, he he took over Sid's bar in season two. So it's nice that we started the season three or season three episode two um with him um with him with his mum because they're a criminal syndicate in their own right. Um and the bad batch are doing a job for them. Whereas the last time that they met, he was obviously on the offensive against the bad batch because they were aligned with Sid at the time. So um, that was really cool because, of course, the last, the Pikes, sorry, the Pikes, I forgot the Pikes. Uh, the Pikes were the criminal syndicate that that, that Durant had um, the son with the cut-off horn. Um, he was the one that was kind of leading them, but they betrayed him and so therefore ended up being saved actually by Omega. Um, uh, she's, she took pity on the guy and got the uh, the Bad Batch to kind of save him and 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 spare his life so that was that was that was quite good uh clone kids i've got written down here so yeah cool we're aligned on that clone kids i thought was quite good i've got the next one i wrote down was gonky we're aligned on that so yeah i thought that was great the fact that he was being used as a backpack by Reco, i thought was awesome if there is not i mean let's face it they've already done you've had two seasons already and hasbro have done two iterations of the um of the bad batch already i haven't got any of them because i just I can't go down that rabbit hole, but but the fact is, you know, there needs to be a record doll uh, or a deluxe record doll with Gonky as a backpack on his on his back. Um, if not, if not, that they're that that they're they're throwing money away. Um, Sarlacc, I I, I wrote do down better. here. Sar- Sarlacc question mark. Sorry, carry on. I think they should just make a backpack with a Gonk droid on it. Like I don't even need the record doll. Just make a normal backpack with. A gonk, like a gonk on your back. That's what I want. What that size? No, actually, not that. Actually, big. I mean, like you actually know, for you, you, actually for you and Ma- actually for you and Madison, that would probably work. Actually, the amount of miles you guys put in, that probably would work. I mean, um, but yeah, it, it I know might. What you mean. But I was thinking like those Yoda, like those Yoda backpacks or Chewbacca backpacks, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. straddling yeah, yeah. on top of your shoulders. But do like one where it's like a gonk droid, just like harnessed to your back. There's someone we know that would say that's a good use of the license. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so Gong, uh, so Sarlacc in question mark. I, I, like you, I was like, is that a Sarlacc? What what has he got to do with the? Um, has he got anything to do with the uh, the 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 the, the, the vines? But my biggest takeaway from episode two, and it's a personal thing, was I got major Halo vibes from that Halo and the Flood. Have you played Halo? Oh, I right. have. Yes. So, so the infestation of the flood, those little, those little sliver vines that were walking off on two legs, and then throwing themselves at the uh, 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 our heroes, they remind me, reminded me massive. I got massive Halo vibes from that, from that particular, that particular moment. Initially, when they were in the corridors of the of the of the of the laboratory that had been that had been sacked because it had been you know it had been it had been um, 
uh, bombarded from orbit, but and they were originally there, and they started running off, and they were basically these these big old pustular type of vegetable sacks with with legs, and then they ran that they kind of scared them and then ran off, and then when they started attacking them by throwing themselves through the air, that's straight out of Halo. Believe me, it's straight out of Halo. Halo Three in particular, when you escape. When when you're on your way out, I can't remember which which days it is, but on the way out, and you do, and these things are fly are flying at you, you cover it, you, you, they they cover you, and they just start attacking you. They remind it. I I got massive Halo vibes from from that moment. So, but I I enjoyed it, and ultimately they found clues to where um um Omega had been set up, but they still don't have a location for Mount Tantis. So uh, they are still looking at the end of season two uh to try and find a, a final location they have a system but not a location which moves us on to episode three mate which was the the last episode that we that we were able to see uh in tonight today's premiere what did you think of episode three that episode was awesome um the the foreshadowing came back of like okay we're going to escape through the the animal shoot uh, that stuff kind of came true, but the big, the most distracting thing, like I actually had to stop the episode for a minute and be like, I had to like rewind it and be like, okay, did that, did that happen? Am I losing my mind? Was it something or was it not? But I sent you the picture on discord. I'm yeah, like, you did. Who is that figure in the beginning of the episode? Like they showed him for like a half a second and then they just like, no, you're not going to find out today. I'm like the, yeah. I didn't, I haven't dug too deep. Like I just watched them. And so I'm like, does anybody like, is it a Saj? Is she on a bounty there to go get somebody? Is it some other person who's just a kind of come in and be a, a, a jerk later on? Or is it like, cause it, it was, I, I, it was definitely called out. It's that black shadowy figure. I, I, I don't know, mate. And I, I, I thought the same thing, although I didn't have, as much visibility as you did uh, on on that, I have to say the lower proportion of that figure looks exactly like um, I don't know if you remember Boosh, so the the the, the bounty the bounty hunter that um, Leia borrowed borrowed his or her costume. Um, so the idea of like the knee area, the knee the knee to the lower calves being like a bandage material, and then going down. But then again, you look at the upper upper part of the body and it's something completely different um i've no idea but that's definitely not a trooper it's definitely not a um an imperial of any kind because it's too there's it actually looks like, no uniform it, it looks like a slim version of kane and jarris like like yeah. the ma- like this the mask and the markings yeah, when i first yeah, saw yeah, i was like yeah, what, the, yeah. what the hell is that but then it's yeah, like yeah, okay yeah. who'd be wearing a helmet that kind of completely yeah. covers them and the only vibe i can get from it's like it has to be a Saj, just with like the angular, but like the body, but the body shape is is different. So maybe it's another clone who's who's been turned, maybe or something. I, 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 if, I it's tech, if it's tech, I, I'm gonna be pissed. The physicality, the physicality. Yeah, me, yeah, me too, buddy. Uh, the physicality seems a bit weird on face value, which is the wrong thing to do in this day and age. It looks, it looks, it's a very masculine looking body. Um, bearing in mind what we saw of the Asajj Ventress design 
in the trailer. That's 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 what I'm trying to say. Without en- trying to say anything else, it's just it, the physicality looks very very different. And I could be wrong. I could be, I mean, it, it might be a you know it might be a kind of deceiving kind of kind of moment. But um, sorry, carry now on. Now that we've Get talked through it, hole, please. Now, <laughs> now that we've talked through it a little bit, and I'm I have it pulled up on my phone. I'm just sitting here just staring at it while I was listening to you talk. It's like, dude, I. I I've now switched sides and I think this is a a reanimated not a reanimated but a cobbled together tech that has been oh, uh shit. I bet some of that is droid I bet I bet that's why his le- the legs look so weird like I know some of it's shading like the leg the yeah. the legs are the same they're both that white like long sock and bottom and then like I bet like I could see this being tech. Like if I just cut put my thumb over the hell the helmet. Yeah. It's like the same proportions. That's like and that. Yeah, because tech tech was leaner than some of the other guys. Um Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see it. Which would not be great unless they got something compelling to do with it. But it's like if they've if they've got him because so okay, so to go into this episode even deeper. What is in those vats that, that they showed the emperor? Like in the when they they opened it up, like oh here's this and this. It's like are those the clones that they've been re reprogramming? And then you finally break them down enough, or are those the ones that had like okay blood, and so they're just kind of freezing them for now. Like has Tech already gone through that because he was so broken, and he's just or is he kind of like what Crosshair was? Like I have a lot of questions about what. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's. I mean, what does Project Necromancer mean? That was, this is the only episode that this is. This is. Isn't it funny how the anim- animation is getting closer to the se- the story of the sequel trilogy than actually the live animation did, which I'm. I'm sure it's related. I'm sure it's all interconnected and everything. But you know, the idea, the whole point of you know, necromancy is bringing someone back from the dead. Um, well, it's, it's what we it's what we talked about in episode zero i believe it was i truly yeah, yeah. believe that the stuff they're doing with ahsoka and the mando universe and this is all it's all culminating in in tying yeah. to the sequel trilogy it's like project yeah. necromancer is is the emperor transferring his body into a a, a, a capable vessel like yeah. flat out um which and i think they're showing the efforts that it took to get there which begs the question. Oh, I don't want to think about it at the moment. Let's talk about this in a few weeks' time. But I do think at the moment they're using science and they haven't, they're not even investigating magic at the moment. Um, or are Until we they get to Ahsoka. Asajj Ventra, Ventress. Yeah, but think about it. This is before, I mean, this, this is a few years after Order 66. Um, this is this is before you know the the OT, whereas Ahsoka is is five six years after the the OT. So uh, does is is this the is is this the Empire's first attempts to, at, at at trying to create the the vessel, the perfect vessel for for Palpatine, and it goes it it doesn't go it doesn't go the right way, and therefore they need the the Sith magic of of what's going on at the moment in Ahsoka to kind of really close the circle on that and for it to be the, the, um, the final element to the, to, to, to being able to, 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 
to do what needs to be done. I, 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 I don't know. Anyway, um, I think what scares me though, what scares me though, what, sorry, I was just going to say what scares me is if they have to then move on to Night Sister Magic, is it because their perfect vessel being Omega is no longer available? And I, I hope she goes missing and has a happy life, or is she off the, you know, is she is she off the off the off the table completely? Well, I think I think that assumes that there is continuity in terms of information collection and transference between these True. these different attempts. I think what we're seeing is the various att- multiple attempts at achieving what Palpatine was hoping to achieve, but I, we're seeing them in real time, even though they were across different times of the timeline. Like, True. I think this is the point of the first real successful ones where they're trying with clones and really trying to figure it out. And I think there we saw in this episode that, oh, Omega is going to be a good vessel. And I think, but I, I don't think it means that, like, I'm not worried about Omega dying. I think what I have more faith in like that she's going to get away. And, but then the information that was collected about her is going to get lost. And the people who knew about it are going to be gone. Like the bad guys, yeah. like the, the data, the data tapes, the Emery, whether she turns or not, uh, hem, uh, hemlock, rest in pieces uh like the all of those who knew about this and so i think that thread will be cut and then the next attempt wherever that is is it's like okay here's here's this cobbled together information that was shared how do we stand this up and then like with ahsoka like i think it's it's just i think there's all these different multi-pronged attempts like if we go back and talk about the stuff that was in like aftermath like i think that was kind of a, a planting a seed a little bit of like the emperor doesn't just have one group working on one of his goals at once he's got multiple tendrils going on at once and like by any means necessary and i think this is kind of uh, a similar thing it's like oh i'm worried about a, a omega it's like i think people aren't going to know who the hell omega is when this show culminates because her existence is going to be wiped from the memories of anybody who knew her or knew what she was to this and hopefully gets to live out life as a child and I there's nobody see, looking I, for anymore because nobody knows. I do hope I do hope we see more of her though, because um, you know, this is the last season and I hope she does survive beyond it. And I do hope that we see a lot more of her journey because um I think she's fucking amazing. Uh, I, I, I I genuinely, genuinely think that you know, what could have been quite an annoying bratty type of um and continuously naive um um character has turned into something really quite special um mm-hmm. the relationship she's built with the boys is you know is is one thing but also the you know the the unwaverable unwavering compassion she's got for other people and you know sentient life around her i think is is phenomenal and i really hope that and there's a lot there's a lot of friends that we talk to as you know especially the likes of whores and stuff i really hope we get that moment where where boba gets to meet his sister um because i think it will be help his healing for a start as a, as a person i mean good god how, how, imagine how somebody like that that's pretty much been cynical for the first two thirds of his life and in, in the last part he's trying to make amends albeit 
perhaps the wrong way by running a criminal a criminal syndicate. But but the but the point being is, you know, imagine imagine someone like that dropping into your life and changing your perspective on on the way that you should be and the way you should conduct yourself. It would be be bloody amazing, and I think there'll be also be an awesome force to to be to to, to be reckoned with. Um, anyway, my my well, I think that's an, from, that's an, sorry, that's another justification for why she shouldn't be force sensitive. It's because if yeah, she yeah. forces, well, if she's yeah, force sensitive, yeah. she needs to go become something. She can't be in the shadows Dude, and I've, take care of her clones and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've said this to you either on this pod or 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 when we've been offline, certainly to other people as well. It's a very very crowded galaxy. Before going into a new hope, if she's another force sensitive person that just so happened to be um, offline or out of the picture, when poor old Luke had to deal with everything on his own. Um, I already struggle with with the with the believability of all of these force sensitives being around and about there and just giving it to Luke to look after on his own um, without any uh, regret or any any sense of responsibility from these people that perhaps know the the force a little bit more than them. So I, I, I'm with you, mate. I, I, I sorry more than him. So I'm with you. I really I really really hope it, it's not yet another one of those because it it becomes a it becomes a bit if everyone's a force user it kind of takes away the mysticism of the whole thing and 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 the force being special uh, and i know that everyone's got the force it's a living breathing um uh entity that lives and surrounds us and the rock the cave everywhere yeah the other yeah the other um but ultimately only a certain few should be in my mind um, attuned enough to to be able to manipulate it. Anyway, my notes, my notes from episode three. I think I got to, uh, I got a bit emotional by this time because um, it wasn't particularly, they weren't particularly astute or detailed notes. Basically, I've got Emperor, holy shit, uh, was my first note. Very cool. Uh, Nala say can't destroy sample because she's been taken away. Holy shit! What does this mean for Omega? And of course, we saw that eventually, the 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 the, the testing process uh, identified her blood as being a suitable donor for um, the M count or the midichlorians or the Jedi blood that was being put, or the Force user blood that was putting it put into. Oh, oh, oh. hold that point. Um, and then lastly was Project Necromancer. And on that point, and going back to my last point, whose sample do you think that they're trying to find a match with? Because I kept thinking, is part of the purge, you know, all these Jedi and these Force users that the Emperor and his and Vader and Vader's sinister agents are um, traveling the sorry. Uh, scouring the length and breadth of the galaxy to try and find are they using four sensitives to as this as the sample um to find an appropriate donor that they can clone to be a receptacle for or is it is it palpatine's own blood do you reckon they're actually using a sample of palpatine at this moment in time i think the, i i think the easy answer is palpatine but i don't I think the better and more sinister answer is they're using force sensitive kids and stuff that they're collecting throughout the universe. Got it. 
Okay. Like, which is horrifying. I'm just wondering why he's why he's turning up. What what why why at that moment did 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 Sheev turn up? And I'm wondering if it was a little bit like when you go give blood to a you go to your local you know your monthly donor your your monthly blood donation. And he was just turning up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna question you on on the pro, on the project we are at the moment. In the meantime, here's a pint of blood. But I think get me a, I get, think the key get is me a coffee like, and a biscuit. I have I've had this this inkling in the back of my mind ever since the Bad Batch started, and we've kind of started seeing the path of where it goes. Is I like I could be completely wrong in this. I'm, I have I haven't I I just think things and never look them up. But um, uh, it's like I can't feel I can't help but feel like there's a connection to like the uh, the Death Troopers in some way, shape, or form. Like I want to know what's in those vats or like that the vault that uh hemlock and the emperor were looking at like and it opened up and it was all glowing it's like oh like these are some specimens or like are those ones that have like had semi-positive results and they're going to be like future subjects that could be tested even further um and then maybe some of those don't go super great like i I don't know why i have this feeling that there's a connection to death troopers because we know that they were like manipulated and augmented and all messed up underneath but do you know what i just feel like there's there's got to be a connection think, i genuinely think you are absolutely 100 percent right and the reason why is i was trying to work out what does project necromancer mean and i miss this or if i didn't miss it i'd forgotten it project necromancer is not exclusive to the bad batch it was actually mentioned in season three of um the Mandalorian, and I quote Captain Pelion, who is the deputy to um, Admiral Thrawn. If you remember the the the, um, the 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 meeting of the of the Dark Council, the Dark Council, called the Dark Council, the Shadow Collective. What's it called? Uh, it's called the. Anyway, when they all get together, all and half of them are on hologram. The Captain Doom Pelion Zoom. says, "Yeah, he says Grand Admiral's return, Thrawn's return, will herald in the reemergence of our military and provide Commandant Hux, obviously Hux's dad, enough time to deliver on Project Necromancer." So, what begs the question? What is Grand, what does Grand Admiral Thrawn's return mean? What is he bringing with him? It's in. It's 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 got to be dark. It's got to be dark sister magic. It's got to be. Oh, sorry, um, night sister magic. It's got to be. So I think you're right. I think you're spot on. How messed up would it be if long way 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 from now, like not close to this time period, but closer to the Ahsoka period? What if? Asajj or another night sister is captured and these similar tests are done on her and they're like oh night sisters are good vessels so send Thrawn out to go get them or not I mean don't send him to go get him because obviously he got taken there by whales oh, we, talk, we talked like, about this uh, a couple of weeks back but we talked about how can a, how can Asajj come back maybe the first experiment of necromancy 
of bringing the body back, forget the force sensitivity at the moment, but bringing the body back yeah. was on a, a vessel like Asajj Ventress. It's a bit. I mean, we're it, it, we're off the rails at this point. We're 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 rolling down our own path. But 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 not but but, but I mean, it, it, it it's feasible. But it would be a little bit close to home. Oh, I just so happen to have a nice sister here. That, but 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 it could be. It could be. I mean, I know that you know maybe we don't like it sometimes, but they do like to connect the dots. Everyone's pretty much related. And I do think all of this is connected. Like I think they've. They can't help themselves. Like this is, I'm saying this positively. It's like, okay, let's not make everybody related, (laughs) but everything is still going to be connected somehow. Like, and I think all of this is going to start tying together. Like it's still too early to start seeing, Mm. like, especially how things like skeleton crew and some of these others really start piecing in. Uh, But I, but I do think it's all kind of, there's an element where it's like, it's all going to justify and make, it's all going to sweeten the, uh, the sequel trilogy for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there, there's a, there's an underlying story goal there of like, Hey, we got to like, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't help but feel like it's a little bit like work at times um, where it's like, Hey, <laughs> we've, we've got, we've got, we've got this like kind of sucky bad decisions on this, this, this software project. You can't, we can't undo them. You just have to like build up around it to like make it, make it do what we want and so it's like maybe yeah. there were story decisions you can't undo you can't we can't just wipe it clean so we got to like build up around it. i feel like there's a big initiative with all these shows to kind of support and build a foundation for that um it's exciting to see i'm 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 hope i'm hoping we're right i hope it's all tied together because if not i'm we're gonna be like i feel like i'm like that uh. meme where uh uh it's always sunny he's like drawing like he's got the lines drawn everywhere it's like look yeah. it's all connected but it's yeah, like no, yeah, but it's yeah. all just nothing. Yeah. Well, we had that in season three of Mando, right? <laughs> but again, that, that that there might be some um, how can I say? In the interest of being positive, it may, there may actually be some um, explanation for 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 Gideon's story. He may well have just stolen the plan that that was always the plan, or or the 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 the. the what am I trying to say? The um, he might have stolen the well, he, he might have just used the, the the process that had already been established for Palpatine, but for but for more you know self serving means, and that may well yeah, be. I think he was. May, it, it, I think he was trying well to be rise above a station. Yeah, it may well be as simple as that. In which case, fine, no worries. Yeah, he was trying to bypass his his chain of command and and make a jump to be higher than what he currently was and, and take control. Yeah. And we, and we only saw that narrow window because that's how Mando and Grogu get introduced, mm-hmm. but it's, it's part of a, a larger tree that is all intertwining and we're seeing all the other initiatives maybe more successful and some others aren't. Um, and but I think what's interesting oh, about the dude. Gideon one is we're seeing more of that. Like, it's like, they're trying to like fast track it. And so you're seeing yeah. more of the kind of the, the flawed broken. And he's like, no, we're not, we're moving away from like cloning. We're going to force sensitive me and clones of me and robots and kind of self-serving and kind of twisting and manipulating that for, for self-serving purposes. How cool is it though, that a, that a three episode animation animated series is getting us back to speculating again about what's happening and what's going on. I've missed this so much. I've missed it oh, so yeah. much. This is so cool. I'm excited. 
I'm excited, except for if that figure is, uh, that fi I just hope that figure is not tech. Like, I don't know why. I just, uh, I don't know. Don't know, man. Don't know. And it may well be a Sarge. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's a smoke monster. <laughs> yeah. It might be. You never know. You never know. All right, brother. We're at an hour and 46. We've done it again. We've we've totally exceeded our time. Let's keep it to an hour every week. People are staying engaged. Yeah, let's do that. Um and this is this is oh, well. this is when I encourage people to listen at one and a half speed. And there you go. But uh <laughs> it's an hour. It's my fault every time. Honestly, stringing together a coherent sentence these days is so hard. Mate, thank you so much for your time. I really I love this every single week. I really, really appreciate you pulling all this together. Um do you want to take us out? Sure. Well, to add to that, I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this as well. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love having somebody to bounce the ideas off of. And uh, with that, if you guys have, thank you for listening. If you have any thoughts or comments, or you just want to say that we're dumb, or if you have a correction for us, <laughs> uh, feel free to send us an email or voicemail. Um, you can find it's a feedback at just You can also find links to that and everything else that we have. Uh, on our website, justshillin.com. Um, and with that, thanks again. Stay safe, stay happy. Have a good evening. Cheers, guys. Bye.